0: Good evening and happy new year, everyone. And thanks for tuning in to episode 11 of the Matt and Matt O-Scale Train Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Rochford. And with me, as always, is my co-host. Matt Suzuha Matt, how are you doing tonight?
1: Fantastic. How about yourself?
0: I am doing well, thank you. And tonight, we are starting out 2021 with a bang. We have another special guest tonight. It is DJ from dj's ogage trains youtube channel
2: dj how you doing tonight doing pretty good uh can't complain can can you hear me i can hear you yeah you're good oh okay great all right yeah doing fine thanks for having me no
0: uh thanks thanks for absolutely thank you for coming on to the show so
1: real thanks man this has been a long time coming i think every episode (laughs) we've said that we wanted you on so now it's time
0: I think cool. I think, well, believe it or not, I think you were actually the first name to pop up when we were talking about guests and Matt got it done. So, yeah, I, I think it's important that we get uh, fellow uh, YouTube videos and, you know, engaged enthusiasts uh, on the podcast here because, you know, we're all <laughs> excuse me. We're all about uh, just being casual and talking about trains. And, you know, we're interested in the people that are behind mm-hmm. uh, the YouTube videos as well. Awesome, uh, Matt. Did you have anything uh, to go over before we uh, before we start?
1: No, I just I'm really excited for this interview. You know, DJ and I we've known each other for a while, and this supposed to be a lot of fun. So let's get into
0: it. All right, let's get down to business. All right, so I just have some various uh, questions. Um, you know, all related to the uh, the wonderful world of model railroading. Um, answer what you want. Answer as long as you want. Um, you know, there's no criteria here, so I'll just okay. get it started. Um, so when and who got you started in model railroading?
2: When? I guess I was about, I, had, I was young, about four years old. And um, growing up on Long Island, I just, uh, I loved the diesel engines. Uh, I grew up uh, kind of out east where uh, the electric train lines would stop and the diesels would take over. I lived kind of right by that transition. Um, and I just loved seeing the diesel engines. And, you know, from there on, I just developed this fascination with trains. Um, and my mom would take me into New York City to go see my great grandmother at that time. And we would ride the subways. And so I developed a fascination for subways. And um, then we'd go to the Bronx Zoo. Uh, one of my other hobbies is I'm very into animals and nature and stuff like that. So in order to go to the Bronx zoo, we would ride the subway out there. And I used to love to ride the number two train, uh, as a little kid, because they still had the redbird cars on it. Uh, the R 21s that I have in my collection, uh, they were still using very similar cars painted in that same paint scheme. And they stood out from the entire rest of the New York city subway consist. And I used to love riding those. And that's what rode out to the zoo. And, uh, it just grew from there. Um, I got into O-gauge trains really kind of more heavily in 1998 when MTH did their first subway. And then uh, it grew from there and got into Long Island Railroad sets, Amtrak. Uh, and then I developed this fascination for World War II era steam uh, probably within the last five years. And it's just kind of, you know, it's just been evolving constantly from there. And, you know, it's, it's an awesome hobby and it's stuck with me for life. Awesome. That's
0: great. And uh, yeah, if you're uh, if you're into uh, subways, you're definitely on the right podcast.
1: Oh, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, Matt's uh, got we, a few of my sets. <laughs>
1: yes, I do. I'm sure we'll talk about that later on because I've done a lot of buying.
0: <laughs> we, you know, I, I mean, we have an episode that's just talking about subways and streetcars and trolleys uh, in, in O scale because um, that's kind of um, – not to kind of, like, you know, not to kind of, um, you know, get into another subject here, but it's really kind of how I reached out to Matt um, yeah. is because um, I noticed he did a lot of subway stuff. He loves subways. I love subways. Uh, I'm a Ooh. Chicago guy. So I have, like, you know, I have five CTA, MTH CTA sets, nice. um, and I can't get enough of them. So, uh, and um yeah, it's uh, it's we 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 love them here, and we can't uh, can't stop talking about them. <laughs> <Nope>. Yeah, <laughs> so.
2: I rode the CTA uh, for the first time like two years ago. Uh, my wife's from Bangkok, and we flew in and out of Chicago, and we decided to you know stay a couple extra days in Chicago uh, before going to visit her family. And I got to ride the CTA and uh, tour the city. It was cool. It's my first time riding the uh, Chicago L. I liked it. Okay,
0: did you were you downtown in the loop, or were you on the red line going like on on the south side or to the uh, north side? I
2: used the red and the blue line. So okay, okay, yeah, so you we came into O'Hare far from the and, loop, but our stop was an underground stop. Okay,
0: gotcha. Okay, okay, so you came into O'Hare and took the blue line downtown.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that is really that's a really cool thing about that. That blue line when they extended that out to O'Hare, I mean, it's fantastic. If you Live any you just make your way to the blue line and you can go right into a way airport. It's it's mm. it's it's yeah, very very cool. cool. So you can actually take a train, you can actually take the uh the L to Midway airport as well. So it goes right into Midway airport or yeah, right outside of it. I saw right? that,
2: but uh, yeah, I didn't get to ride that line, but it was cool. I know there's a lot of history behind the Chicago subway,
0: there is, there definitely is. Um, all right. So how long have you had your YouTube channel and like, what was your motivation behind starting the YouTube channel?
1: I'm curious on this question too.
2: Well, in actuality, I started the YouTube channel for me. (laughs) I was working crazy hours and you know, I I did right up until the pandemic, but, um, I didn't always have time to pull out track and set up trains. So I said, you know what, I'm going to film this. And then I said, well, If I'm going to film it, I can't possibly store all these videos, so I will start a YouTube channel. And so I did. And eventually I started getting people watching my YouTube channel. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm not the only one who likes trains. So I just eventually started talking about the models that I was running. And it just kind of grew from there. And then I decided I wanted to try weathering and uh, got into that. And then I started showcasing the weathering models. So – and. And
0: you know now here I am. Yeah, I think in the last, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say like in the last like six years, there's been a huge boom in in uh, model railroading uh, YouTube channels. More, more accurately, like O scale YouTube channels, and it's fantastic. I mean, you know, I I started mine like three years ago and I wasn't even doing reviews. I was just putting trains on the track and, and just kind of showing my, uh, my, you know, an engine running around the track. Like I wasn't speaking or anything like that. And then I was kind of like, you know, I kind of got interested in it and I'm like, you know what this, you know, everyone else is doing it. Like I, I really, you know, this is really kind of fun, and and uh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see like everyone like getting getting on board, and and the more the more channels, the better better because you know what, that's just more exposure for this hobby.
2: Oh sure, sure, yeah. There's definitely been a boom in YouTube channels lately, and you know, you got guys like Eric Siegel who started you know a long time ago that are getting like oh I don't know how many thousands of people watching. But, he's um, he's got around really, really he's close to fifty
0: a hobby. Yeah, he's close to 50,000 subscribers, I think. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, I, uh, to, I actually started watching him as well. He actually kind of got me going into like when I started, I, I really didn't know too much. I was like I, I was an HO guy and then I, you know, I fiddled around with, you know, O scale conventional. Yeah, but like command HL control, control for a while. Yeah. Command control was very different for me. And it was like, I'm like, I don't know even know where to start. And he had so many videos on there about like how everything works and how you do this and how you do that. And I was like, and, uh, you know, because of him, you know, and, and, and a few others, you know, I, that's how I kind of really got started back into the O scale hobby.
1: Me too.
2: Yeah, I've watched some of his earlier troubleshooting videos too, like even just the one where he swaps out a you know, a little Rail King switcher sound set, you know, and makes it sound like a big boy. Um, that was really helpful. And he's done some other troubleshooting videos that have helped me out too cause, um I could remember, you know, a few years ago I was getting so frustrated with things not working that I almost just sold everything. I'm like, this isn't worth it. I'm gonna keep two shelf queens and sell everything. Um but, you know, his earlier troubleshooting videos helped me out a lot um, and a few other people, too, like on the forum.
0: Yeah, I I will definitely agree with you on that. The Eric Siegel and the O-Gage forum have I, – I, I'll be perfectly blunt here. Uh, I probably uh-huh. wouldn't – I probably still wouldn't be in the O-Gage hobby if it wasn't for the O-Gage forum. And me too eric siegel because i would be lost i wouldn't know what to do i would be like i don't know how many of those guys like have fixed stuff that's gone wrong like i've you know hey here's a video here's what's going wrong with my you know my uh you know my engine i checked this just this and this and this you know and all of a sudden like within minutes four people are on there going have you checked this have you checked this what about this oh it's probably this and lo and behold i you know i take i take their uh all their uh you know opinions and in their recommendations and i i you know i work on the uh the engine and bam it's fixed so
2: yeah yeah there's been some guys that have come to my rescue on there too so same with me yep yeah well matt you and i have talked through some stuff like oh yeah we've why don't
1: we go on that topic real quick about the sound sets that you and i have been uh playing with
2: Oh, yeah, the subway sound sets. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, What kind of inspired that? You know, you uh, wanted me to change the uh, sound files. What kind of got that going?
2: Um, Well, basically, with the MTH sound files and their subway sets, their New York subway sets, um, in New York City, you got a local and you got an express uh, line. And, you know, the local makes all the stops. The express usually makes about every five stops or so. And, you know, of course, let's say at a major junction like Times Square or 59th Street on the Lexington Avenue line, um, the local and the express will stop at the same station. However, with the MTH sound sets, um, like the number six train, for example, there were no express stops in that sound file. It was all local stops. And then the five train, which runs express on the same route, um, you know, of course, it makes all the express stops, but there was nothing matched up. Like, If I ever wanted to build a replica of one of these stations, I would want the local and the express to at least announce one of the same stops. So um, that's why I had you edit the sound file so I could make them match up better. And, oh, cool! Uh, you successfully did that for me
1: good <laughs> i'm glad because awesome. that was a labor of love
2: <laughs> uh yeah for a couple of those sets it was a lot of labor <laughs> oh yeah it was a <laughs> long nights that. on that computer <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. they sound so much better now um they're really and, cool you know, i do need to do a special video just with all those sets that you edited for me um i only showcase the uh Third Avenue Shuttle because that's an isolated line when it was in operation. It didn't connect with anything when it was just the shuttle, other than Gun Hill Road where it connected with the two train. Uh, that was the only stop where you could transfer on the Third Avenue Shuttle. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I will talk about that in a future video. I'll dig out the uh, rest of the sets.
1: Cool. I'll definitely be looking forward to that one.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: It's, it's kind sure. of it's kind of nice that MTH. Uh, allowed something that 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 right that kind of like access to like uh, create your own sound files and and update the sound files on your yeah. uh, on your engines like I mean I I you know even a couple a year ago I ended up buying um, I ended up getting a, a Rail King like an Imperial uh, BNSF uh, GS4 and um, all the sound was garbled on it it was like it, well part parts of it were. And oh, wow. uh, and also my one of my CTA subways, um, the one of the most recent ones came out and it had like really bad sound quality. There was either either the the sample was bad that they put in there, uh, and lo and behold, enough people kind of chatted about it and let them teach know. And they in a couple a month later, uh, they posted a new audio file for it, and I installed oh, it great. and it sounds like ten times, to- hundred times better now. That's so. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank goodness that they, you know, that MTH was allowing for for stuff like that. And uh,
2: yeah, it's good that they paid attention. Uh, I've, I mean, one, one subway set we're dealing with now, Matt and I, is the uh, Q type L cars. Uh oh, The yeah. <laughs> electric motor sounds uh, are from a modern train set, and the Q types were retired in the fifties. So, oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's great to that you could edit these sound files i wish mth would just put the correct uh, sounds in it but you know what nothing's perfect so it's great that we can uh, fix them sure that's
0: very true yep
1: and uh that program by the way that's a third party program that's not an mth thing so it's it's kind of like a proceed at your own risk sort of deal but it's really cool okay
2: yeah it is really cool
1: we'll get those cute cars going don't you worry (laughs)
2: <laughs> nah, I'm not worried about it I still uh-uh. haven't, I gotta dig them out And try them in conventional, I still haven't done that
1: I don't know what made me think of that With my trolley, but whatever made me think of that I don't know what, but see Maybe it'll work, who knows
2: Yeah, yeah. unfortunately I buried them So, you know <laughs> I have to dig out like 30 boxes <laughs> find... I know the feeling <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
1: now, um, kind of the question here: uh, What kind of started your uh, the weathering? What what kind of got you into that?
2: Uh, I like things to look realistic. I don't like, you know. Even as a kid, I wasn't. I didn't buy toys. I wasn't into toys. I liked to make things look realistic. I liked to be creative. Um, and you know, as growing up as a child, my toy was Legos because I could like build real things um, with <laughs> Legos, and I like that. So, when I get a shiny new model in, you know, with really realistic sounds and really, uh, you know, like a scale body and scale proportions and all that stuff, and yet it looks shiny new, and then I look at pictures of it, uh, this thing's run down, or if it's Subway covered with graffiti, or, uh, like, I just weathered my EM1 and showed you pictures of that, but, like, my EM1 uh, was just really shiny and new. Um, EM1s were pretty dirty in real life. And so... I just wanted it to look like real life. And so I started with some cheaper and expensive stuff and, you know, I kind of developed my own technique and it just went from there, you know, trial and error. And believe me, there were some errors. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. any, uh,
0: do you ever do any, uh, do you, have you done any custom graffiti?
2: Um, I haven't done custom spray paint graffiti, uh, but okay. decal graffiti. Yes
0: okay
1: and that weathering you've been doing that's uh that's quite the um uh i don't want to call it business but quite the secondary hobby i guess for you
2: yeah i love it um you know i get more excitement out of weathering something and displaying it and you know running it occasionally than you know just running trains on a loop of track I, i love weathering i love the painting and you know it's becoming more and more of a passion for me as i get further into the hobby it's so, awesome.
0: I know totally. I would I would definitely consider uh, having one of my CTA uh subway sets um graffitied or weathered. So cool.
2: I gotta uh, get that EE well, e train. To it. Yeah. So I haven't seen a CTA set with graffiti though. Uh did did Chicago go no. through that time like New York City did where everything was covered in graffiti?
0: there 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 yes yes there oh, are nice. graffiti CTA. yeah there was a time where there were graffiti cta trains yep oh cool yeah that was fun
2: to replicate and
0: there's still tons of graffiti you know box cars and everything else you know going when you're passing through over like train yards and stuff like that yep yeah
2: cool stuff
1: sounds like you could have a ball with that too oh
2: sure sure <laughs> i would yeah, the subways is going to take me a little while because uh, I want to do the outside and the inside. So, you know, with the few New York City subway sets I'm keeping, I'm going to totally do the interiors and, you know, weather the exteriors, make them look as real as possible.
1: Sure. The the interiors are going to be the best part. As you put oh, yeah. people in there and uh, ads and everything else, it'll be awesome.
2: I got to find, you know, like people from the time period. It seems like most O-Gage figures – are you know seated figures from like the nineteen forties, which is great for my Golden Gate Depot collection, uh, but kind of horrible for uh, my graffiti R seventeen set. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> you know, I need some homies. <laughs>
0: yeah, I put I put figures in all of my uh, um, all of my subway sets as well. So I wish the only thing I ever wished MTH did was I really wish they would have done a premiere uh, CTA. Uh, train, but they, they never did. So
2: Yeah, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. The only the thing only... I've seen that comes close to that is uh, Sunset Models did some North Shore and South Shore electrics uh, back in the day. Uh, they're pretty models. And then they did the Electroliner as well. Uh, which yes. Which I know didn't exist totally on the L, but I think it went on the L and came off of it or something like that. Yes, I have. And, uh, or at least made a stop. It did. On so
0: I actually did a review on the North Shore. Uh-huh. Yeah, I actually did a review on the MTH uh, North Shore uh which I own. Uh, that was—I was, was going to say—that's the only premier interurban car that I actually, or train that I actually own. Um, cool. And it was actually—it it was fitted. It had both electrical pickup shoes and overhead, so it was fitted for both. Oh, so, nice. Yes. <laughs> yep.
2: That's cool. Kind of like the New Haven. What is it? EP fives. They, they had kind of it. yes. Yeah, yeah. So it was a, it was a very. I, I
0: did a little research on it, and then um, I, I love the model. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, MTH did a really good job, and it has some really cool sound. Has a really cool sound set on it. Um, you know, makes all the, you know, the Chicago uh, North Shore uh kind of stops and stuff like that so nice very cool yep yeah i'm happy for that i mean you know i'll take what i can get when it comes to uh you know a chicago-based um mass transit stuff and Uh uh you know for you know i can't complain with like the amount of cta stuff that they've come out i mean i have i you know i have the bears cars i have the white Sox cars as well um i have the yellow book cars i have the um the the bicentennial ones uh from Those the seventies cool. which are which, are which really is cool. so here's the great part about that set um i did have i do have a video on it I don't have a review on it but um uh, the voice and the uh the sounds in that set are actually like nineteen seventies they did they, they did their homework because it's nice. definitely nineteen seventies c t a stuff like so that was one of the most i think that was one of the most impressive things that i've seen uh, because you know it just wasn't like your normal kind of like modern CTA stops i mean it's it's a it's a it's an actual you know it's the uh, engineer you know getting on the PA uh, standing all the stops and you know it's very kind of 70s reminiscent you know you you can kind of tell so yeah it's pretty cool
2: that is cool yeah, I like when they do their homework. I got a few MTH sets, uh, some Subway sets where they have fantastic sound files. Um, the
1: R1 is one of those examples. I oh, mean, yeah, the R1 it, is. But it's really the old cool. old
2: school Subway sets, that's my favorite. The R1s are incredible. Uh, the models themselves are incredible. And then the sound set uh, with that really old Santa Claus sounding guy is just incredible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, that's a – I'm – looking for that one that one's really cool
2: yeah they come up on ebay quite a bit but people try to get a good dollar for them
1: oh yeah i think there was one on for like a thousand dollars or something just the four pack
2: just the four pack yeah that's a little steep i don't that's a little Mm -hmm. high but yeah people do try to get you know i've seen like 900 for the six pack and you know i've seen them sell at that price Um, that's not bad yeah so that's That's, you know, more than MSRP, but not too much more, especially for something that I don't know if they'll ever repeat that. Um, That's a really special, unique set.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, not to kind of really change the topic a little bit, but while we're on Ah. subways and MTH, uh, what do we think about MTH closing with the subways?
2: Uh, You know, that's – I wish they weren't. (laughs) I'll put it that way. Um, I was really wanting my, uh, you know, R21 uh, re-release in ProtoSounds 3 with uh, the proper paint schemes and some cool sound sets. Uh, especially since they got a couple of guys that are really knowledgeable about New York City subways doing the sound files for them now. Um, you know, I wish they were continuing. It's a huge disappointment. Uh, mm-hmm. I think MTH New York City subways for me was the most exciting part, and you know there were definitely a couple of more sets that I wanted that won't be produced and that's disappointing
0: for
1: sure
2: so yeah i'm i'm i'm
0: kind of trying to pick up some some items that i that especially on the MTH realm that you know i don't obviously we don't know what the you know the future will hold but um you know i am kind of looking at that i know Matt is too that that pink that pink line oh, CTA yeah, train that's really- and then the 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 older older uh, CTA sixty two hundred series, uh, the green and kind of like beige, yeah, uh, those are really nice. And those are those are based on like an you know the you know you nineteen know, fifties and sixties kind of subway. Uh, so I kind of wish I would have you know. Hopefully, I can find uh, that set because um, they did they did a PS three set a couple years ago on that. So maybe I'll get lucky and find it.
2: Yeah, those are pretty. I re- I re- I know what set you're talking about. I almost uh, yeah. picked up a set of those myself. I wanted like one CTA set, but I just didn't pull the trigger on it. But uh that that is a pretty scheme. The green yeah. and the cream color.
0: Cream, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's probably a better description. Is yeah, green and cream.
1: It's probably but eBay, yeah. though is your best choice for them.
0: Uh, yeah, I I think I have on eBay, I think I have one of those eBay like you know saved searches set so if one pops up on there i get a notification um there was one on there before earlier a couple a couple weeks ago but um i don't think it was there was something wrong with it so i'm like nah pass on that (laughs) i see see what happens when we get started on subways oh yeah (laughs) we warned you
2: (laughs) it's a a rabbit hole and it it never ends (laughs) Yeah, there's just so much you know so much history with the subways. There's so much to talk about. There is. Uh, well, it, it's such a unique uh it, you know, it's such a unique O scale
0: piece too, right? Because it's just like, you know, it's it's done so well in O scale, um in my opinion. Um and it's like, you know, it's not not it's not a steam train, it's not a diesel hauling stuff. It's a yeah. it's a it, it's a commuter train for, you know, you know to put the you know use the best example and it's just you know it's the way they run up on you know elevated track and yeah uh, there's just something cool about you know subway trains
2: yeah there definitely is especially if you grew up around them and rode them Uh, there's just something very unique about them yep so and in new york too they're just they put these lines through some really interesting uh you know like i don't know ground architecture terrain whatever uh just some of the lines in new york city are just really wild looking uh <laughs> it's just cool stuff i like the uh sea beach line the end train that you're getting matt uh you know they dug out That's the ground cool. and they have these like open cuts with these uh nice looking uh i guess uh so, some kind of like tunnels um And, you know, just the architecture, the structure is pretty cool on that. Same thing with the Brighton line. Uh, There's a lot of stone uh, archways and stuff and in the open cut portion of it. It's just cool cool to look at. It's just really neat to look at.
1: (laughs) Well, like before I've been getting your sets, you know, I've been, uh, you know, watching like a cab ride on the sets, uh, the prototype lines. It's really cool to watch that and really – look at you know here's what i'm getting the model sure it's cool but it's even cooler to see what the prototype looks like and goes through
2: yeah 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 it's fun to ride those trains um especially the uh r40 slants um those are fun to ride
1: that's it's a beautiful model have a,
2: you know the rail fan window on the 40 slants was uh bigger and you could see more so they were a lot of fun
0: very cool mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep our, uh, going down the questionnaire here. Uh, otherwise, yeah. we'll uh, we'll never stop talking about some ways. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, go for uh, it. <laughs> uh, uh, here's one. There's like a million dollar question, right? Like, so okay. this is kind of like a, what is your favorite railroad and why?
2: What is my favorite railroad and why? Um, that's a tough one, <laughs> I, like I know all. this one gets
0: everybody so yeah, <laughs> and there may not um, be one answer to this. it may be multiple answers, so <laughs> yeah it,
2: there's you know I have a there's a lot of favorites, and there's a lot of reasons why, so i mean i'll try not to take up too much time at all, but I would say first first off, I would say Long Island Railroad in the uh, blue and white era because that 's what I grew up seeing and uh just the diesels when i was a little kid they're just these loud ugly smoky uh you know run down and not well maintained monsters you know as a little kid and they just look so cool um especially with that blue and white paint scheme and the red wave on some of them um uh, you know as a little kid those are so cool to look at and you know now you know however you know years later they're finally making that stuff um So I would say that's a favorite. The subways, obviously, too. Uh, Just in particular, a couple of lines, like the R21 Redbirds on the two train. I got a lot of memories with that. And um, that's a favorite. And then I guess just some of the Pincey stuff. And, you know, Pincey's always been a, a train that I loved, a railroad that I loved. Uh, I don't know. It just depends on the mood, I guess. Uh, I would say the childhood stuff is definitely first and foremost. And then, um, you know, after that, it's just, you know, whatever. I I like them all for different reasons, I'll put it that way. Um, Oh, that's a a good answer. I like for a more artistic Mm -hmm. perspective with the weathering. Um, In the Long Island stuff, I like more for, you know, my life perspective, you know, just the history of my childhood, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Like I said, there's usually more than one answer for that question. Yeah. It's kind of a super loaded question too. It might not even be a fair question, but I, yeah. I, I like, I like to ask it anyway. So <laughs> um, uh, what, are, what is your personal take on the O scale model railroading industry uh, for the next 10 years?
2: So yeah, in the next 10 years, it's uh, a good question. Uh, can I backtrack a little bit to when built to order started and yeah, just sure. kind of give you my scenario from that point and then go forward. Absolutely. So when Lionel first announced built to order, um, I kind of saw the death of the secondhand market as far as, uh, models being worth money. Um, because number one, you know, back before built to order, uh, like, for example, with some Long Island Railroad pieces, not enough of them were produced to satisfy the demand. So if one of those pieces, like the original Trainmaster Command Control uh, Alco C420s, if one of those hit eBay, uh, it would skyrocket to like $900. And it's a model that was you know, about 425 brand new. Um, so, you know. Not having built to order really helped increase the value of the models um, because a lot of the stuff was hard to find, and if you found it, you paid a premium for it. So then, when Lionel introduced built to order, basically everybody gets what they want. And so, although that's great because you don't, you could just get whatever you want and you don't have to worry about not enough being produced. At the same time, if you need or want to sell the item down the road, like you've had it for two years and you want to get something else and you want to sell uh, this thing that you bought two years ago, you're probably not going to get what you paid for it. And so that's kind of hurt a little bit. And, you know, of course, with, you know, now that we add to that factor, all these model railroad companies that have closed down like Weaver and now MTH and, you know sunset models has given no indication of them closing down but they've been in business for a long time so you know we just don't know the future although it seems pretty bright for them we just don't know the future and it seems like the hobby is really narrowing down to one or two major manufacturers and you know it just seems to be slowing down a little bit and not you know, not that people don't want to buy the trains anymore. They definitely do. There's a demand for it, but there just doesn't seem to be a, you know, enough of a variety in the supply. Um, and with Lionel, you know, that they've been producing some great stuff and some great smoke features and, you know, they've been very innovative with their product. However, it seems that like they can't get color schemes right with a, you know, a good percentage of what they produce. And uh, for a while there, we were having a lot of issues with models being delivered. Like my Uh, Mr. Muffin Hudson has five chuffs per revolution and there's, you know, a whole bunch of other little glitches with other models and stuff like that, just little things. Um, So I just see it narrowing down and for like a scale enthusiast that wants things to be correct. uh, It's getting a little bit harder to find that, um, especially with uh, like Weaver and MTH closing their doors. So 10 years from now, It's kind of hard to see where we'll be. We might be in a Lionel-only model railroading world for O-scale or O-gauge, 3-rail. So, you know, unless Sunset Model stays open that long. So I'm not sure. Uh, I definitely see that the variety, you know, there's been something lost along the way in terms of variety as these model train companies close their door. Also, lastly, uh, prices are climbing higher and higher and higher and it's just becoming more expensive to produce these things that's the reason why so um you know people still are willing to pay the prices but i just wonder for how long you know so it's kind of hard to say where it'll be in 10 years but i just notice things as i go along um and you know i just i wouldn't be surprised if 10 years from now lionel was the only real uh producer of three rail o-scale trains um, i wouldn't be surprised to put it that way
1: i agree
2: yeah. yeah
0: yeah i i agree as well i it's a shame too because uh mth uh made a lot of you know localized items yeah uh, stuff that like you know uh, you know, just really quick like i'm a huge metro fan and i have you know, two Metro F40s. I got a Metro E8. I got like got the Metro passenger buy levels um, and I'm probably never. Chances are, I'm probably never going to be able to buy those again. In fact, if you go on eBay, holy cow! Like anything MTH Metro stuff is just like, you know, starting like eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars for stuff. It's just ridiculous wow. because people are yeah, because people are seeing the scarcity, right? So yeah. perfect. So. Uh yeah, so it's kind of that's the one thing that just that's the one big thing with MTH going out is just all of the really uh localized stuff that they did. Uh that you're right. Like uh, all, all of the uniqueness out there that that um that MTH did that Lionel doesn't really do, although Lionel's been a little bit better with making some kind of like smaller railroad. Yeah,
2: they're trying. Um, they definitely yeah. have been uh you know broadening the horizons in terms of that so that's for sure
1: not to uh circle back on subways but just real quick you look at the subway prices you know uh, there was times when rail king four car subways were two thousand dollars you know what i mean yeah i mean so the prices, you know with the secondary market it's a yin and yang you don't know mm-hmm
2: yeah, it all depends on what the you know the highest bidder you know thinks it's worth. You know, you really need two people having a bid war. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, that happened yeah, on eBay. That happened
2: a lot. Ago. Doesn't with happen the, anymore.
1: No, but with the uh, th- there was a listing for the Proto Three R One Forty Two A. That's that went yeah. for like, I think eighteen hundred dollars or something crazy.
2: I saw that too. It was uh, right before Christmas. So. Yep. Yeah, Great. I saw that. Yeah, I remember when that first uh, that set first came out. I really wasn't into it because, you know, I liked, you know, the earlier stuff. But, man, I should have bought, like, three of those. <laughs>
1: You'd have a gold mine.
2: Yeah, that those subway sets are – yeah, they're probably the most valuable of the MTH subway sets, those R142s. People go nuts over those. Because it's uh, the
1: most minor thing out there.
2: Yeah. And if MTH – well, not MTH anymore, but if Lionel ever decides to do an R160, uh, you know – it's not my thing, but I would get one just to, you know, hold on to. I'd get one. So, uh, pe- yeah, people love the modern stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot more than you'd think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. True. Yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead,
0: Matt. You had a question?
1: Yes, I did. Uh, I, think, I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Out of all okay. the things. You sold to me. What was the number one regret that you wish you would have kept? I think I know um, the answer.
2: There's only one regret, and you know it's it's the uh, K4. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it. <laughs> yeah, it's the K4. You know, for me, you know, I've sold you a lot of subways, and you know, you're going to be getting some more from me too. I, I really don't miss them all that much. Um, I'm going to keep my R21 Redbirds and you know a couple of others uh, for you know memorabilia's sake, but I really don't even run the subways all that much. I'm, I'm keeping the ones that you helped me do the sound files for, you know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's, that's a definite. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I love that Tuscan K4. And I sold it to you because I really wanted a post-war K4, and I found one. And, you know, that's the reason I sold you the Tuscan one. But I didn't realize how much I liked that piece until I gave it to you. Oh, yeah. To
1: you never so <laughs> know what you have till it's gone. I'm sorry? You never know what you have till it's gone
2: yeah exactly exactly but you know at least i sold it to a friend i'm happy about that if i sold it to a stranger i would have been kicking myself
1: oh yeah no it's it's nice i just ran a little bit the other day
2: yeah it's still working for you too right
1: oh it's working as good as ever i love it
2: yeah some of that tech some of the lionel technology from that time period is just you can't break it just Mm-mm. goes forever um I like that stuff. I'm actually getting the two ten four Texas from right uh, but you know, the Pennsylvania Railroad two ten four uh from around that time period too. The first legacy run, not the newest one. Um, that's actually coming uh, to me. So, yeah, yeah, I, a lot of fun. Nice. I gotta do a minor repair on it and then uh, you know, of doing it for a trade. So
0: I Ooh. think the uh, the the TMCC era in like between like 2000 and 2007 is like for me like the golden age of Lionel because man all of my stuff and I have a lot of stuff TMCC Santa Fe stuff from yeah. you know that that and man this stuff is bulletproof like I, I've had more stuff I have had more legacy stuff break down and need, and have to be sent back than I can like. I don't think I've ever had to get like a team CC thing fixed at ever that i bought, you know, used or new in box. But, um, yeah, the uh, Lionel from like the 2000 year, 2000 to like 2009 were yeah. like pretty, pretty, pretty reliable and pretty bulletproof. If you ask me.
2: Oh yeah. Pretty solid.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, so I have an additional question, probably my last question, uh, for me at least. So, um, what advice would you give someone starting out in O scale model railroading?
2: Uh, what advice? I yeah. would say, get yourself a theme. Uh, figure out your theme, what you want to do with O scale railroading, because you could go in any direction you want in any time period you want. And before you know it, um, you just you, you got you're just buying and buying and buying without a theme and so i would definitely recommend get yourself a theme what do you want to replicate what time period what area what railroad and then go from there and you know build your little railroading world based on a theme get get some solid direction figure out uh what can you run can you run scale stuff or do you not have the space for scale stuff Uh, that kind of thing i would just my biggest thing would be to uh get a theme, you know, what's your, that would be my advice.
0: Okay. No, that, that's actually a terrific answer because I think, you know, one of the hardest things that people have, you know, trouble with is, you know, either they're new or yeah. they're coming, or they're coming back to their hobby, and they're kind of like, "Well, there's just like so much stuff out there. Like, what do I start with? Like, what do I do? Like, do I do Command Control? Do I do Lion Chief?" So um, I just thought, you know, I get your opinion on that. I, I You know, I think your answer was absolutely perfect. So
2: cool.
1: Well, I agree. Uh, I couldn't think of a better answer for that question. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, would yeah, have picked a uh, I say that because, you know, <laughs> I know, started too. out with a theme and then got lost. So <laughs> I've got so much stuff from so many time periods.
0: I I I do too and I've bounced from like I was I've always been in Santa Fe but then I kind of like dabbled in Union Pacific and then I sold off all my Union Pacific and now I'm like basically right now I am BNSF and all of the heritage BNS anything that's heritage with BNSF. There you um go. It's just kind of a lot, but, (laughs) but, um, but I, I basically try to stay on that only. And then as far as like time period, you know, I stretch, you know, you know, a hundred years. I, I, I like running everything and, you know, I go back and forth, you know, I have a, several steam pieces and, you know, my subways and my inner, inner urban and my trolleys and my, you know, brand new, uh, modern diesels. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, you know, my, my layout just has like, I have all kinds of different time period stuff on my layout. Um, but yeah, I mean, p- you know, choosing just like kind of like one railroad definitely uh, helps the budget a little bit so that you're not buying everything it comes out you're like oh that's cool i want that oh that's cool i want that it's like no yeah i get a budget for these specific pieces and uh and that makes things it you know it it gives you it, it makes the tunnel a little bit you know more narrow for you to kind of like focus on certain things
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's it exactly or even two railroads if you wanted to do two competing railroads like pensy and new york central you know? <laughs> that would that'd be kind Those of cool actually that. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah totally yeah.
1: you know too it's like you know um with the picking the railroads as you know like matt said your wallet is more free you know what i mean like if you say let's say you had six different railroads that you like or different time periods even worse you know it's yeah. like your wallet is is uh begging for us begging for stopping Do you know what i mean it's like after a while it's like i want you know this engine from you know 2016 then i want this engine from 1950 and everywhere in between so it's like you know you gotta pick and choose like uh one of the things i'm getting from you is gonna be the dd1 which oh boy i'm excited for that let me tell you but you know it's like that's a 19 was that 1910 12 something like that
2: 1908
1: So it's like, you know, that's kind of that early 1900s. And then, you know, I have, you know, my modern stuff, which, you know, and I got in between, but, You know, it's like you got to kind of pick and choose. And I'm starting to, you know, kind of really pick my theme. And it's really, really based on you. And I really got to thank you for this, man. Uh, It's New York City. I really, uh, watching your videos and, you know, like Brighton Zach and all of them, you know, you guys, you really have sold me on New York City. And I really got to thank you for that.
2: Oh, sure. I'm glad. I'm glad to inspire you.
1: (laughs) It's like the subways. I mean, like I said, watching your videos, really, they got me mean the subways.
2: It really did. That's awesome.
1: So thank you That's very awesome.
2: much. Yeah, you're from Buffalo, so yeah. I, I don't think the subway reaches that far. No, it doesn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got to get up to New York City one of these days.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Get down there and take a subway ride. Get the oh, a yeah. down there.
1: <laughs> I should do that eventually. I think after this COVID junk is over with, we'll uh, have to take a trip down there. Yeah. Uh who knows it might it might be 10 years from now but uh uh, i did have one one more question for you and um it's kind of you know what would like on a permanent layout what would your theme be
2: i've gone so back and forth with that i don't even know how to answer Uh, (laughs) for me well first of all in my house now and i think i explained this in a video a while ago um I can't really have a permanent layout in my home because the part of the country I live in, there are no basements in the houses. And also my attic is way, way too small. So my living room is what I got. Um, But what I have thought about doing at some point, and I don't know for sure when or how I would do this is if I built a replica of the original Penn station um, and took it outside and then just, you know, built some feeder tracks that went in and out of it and, you know, did my videos based on the original Penn station for my passenger stuff. And then the rest of the stuff just filmed inside and built like a module layout inside, you know, with realistic scenery that I could set up and break down. Uh, That would be, that's what I would do now. Um, Mm. As far as a dream layout um, I've gone back and forth to so many different themes. It would be kind of hard to say what it is. But, um, you know, I like the history of Penn Station. And so I would love to do that one day. And then I like winter. It's my favorite season. So if I build like a modular layout, it's going to be a winter scene with snow. Um, You know, it's not going to be what you typically see with, uh, you know, a summertime scene with trees and mountains and stuff like that. I'm going to go wintertime. Um, So I would say that's that's it. That's what I would do.
1: Mm, that'd be cool.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'd put as much effort into my scenery as I do my trains. So, and, it, so that's kind of one reason why I haven't started yet. It's just hard to devote the time to doing something like that. Um, uh, mm. I like detail.
1: <laughs> sure. Nothing wrong with that.
2: Yeah. But yeah, that's uh that would be my dream layout, so to speak. And somewhere in there I have to build a subway station.
1: Oh yeah. Cool.
2: I'm looking forward to the day
0: where, uh, you know, we see DJ's, uh, your YouTube channel and you got, uh, you're starting your, you know, to build your layout and stuff. That'll yeah. be, uh, very inspiring. Yeah. So
2: You're not the only one. A lot of people want to see me get started and I want to get yep. started. So hopefully soon I'll be able to, um, one thing I did <laughs> do is I kind of backed myself up with custom projects for another guy, another friend of mine. And, uh, you know, I got to get his stuff finished, but <laughs> I'll be freed up.
0: That'll Absolutely. Cool.
2: Yep. So I've got, I don't know how many Lionel sets here to do, plus some custom brass stuff um and some Golden Gate Depot stuff. I mean, I got a pile. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'll get to it.
0: But the, I mean, the important thing is that you enjoy doing it. Right. And that's that's, mm-hmm. you know. That's what that's why we're doing. That's why we're in this hobby, because, um, you know, we enjoy all aspects of O-scale model railroading from uh, detailing to putting the scenery on to, uh, you know, opening opening that new train out of the box, like, like, you know, undoing the flaps and pulling it out of the plastic out of the styrofoam i mean it's just like uh, yeah, there's so many train
2: smell oh
0: <laughs> so great it's so great when you get that box in the mail and you open up that cardboard and you're like oh man this is gonna yeah, be you know great
2: thought cardboard <laughs> plastic and metal could smell so good <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> oh, very true sure. very true
1: <laughs> then you get the fun of waiting for the ups guy to come all day long <laughs>
0: I've I've oh, heard, that I've hovered past my door several times, <laughs> looking out the window.
2: Oh, yeah. Where is that guy at? <laughs> yeah, right? I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only adult that still acts like that. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, uh, when I see something that's out for delivery from you, it's like, oh my god, how long does it possibly take? Come on now. <laughs>
2: what, 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 well, I what, what I live in the I... woods, so like, the FedEx guy gets to me when he can get to me. You know, oh, gotcha. it, like nine o'clock at night sometimes.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> uh when i when i walk upstairs uh during the day people are my family are always like uh waiting for a package <laughs> that's the first <laughs> thing that comes out of their mouth i'm like maybe <laughs> uh, they know me all too well not gonna say
1: <laughs> yes or no but you know probably yeah. maybe likely. who knows <laughs>
0: perhaps <Yeah. laughs> That's awesome. all right well well dj uh Thank you, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Yeah, thanks, uh, we, really had, we really had a great time. Uh, we love having guests, um, and um, just to get other people's perspective, uh, perspective on the hobby, um, you know, uh, people that you know have already kind of established, established themselves, um, and uh, it's just it's good to hear, you know, uh, somebody else kind of, you know, it, it kind of just explain their history and you know what they've done in the old gauge. Uh, you know on their layout and you know projects they're working on so um yeah thank you so much for coming on to the podcast here yeah
2: Yeah, thank you very much it was fun thank you for having me
0: yeah absolutely anytime we'd like to have you on again um so where where can folks find you on social media since uh you know you're on our podcast we want you to be able to plug your stuff here so (laughs)
2: um Right now, I don't really have social media, so uh, I'm going to be doing a Facebook page pretty soon, and then okay. you know I'll do Facebook.
0: Okay. And so. your uh, and your YouTube page?
2: Yeah. For right now, yeah, YouTube.
0: Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's uh, DJ's O Gauge Trains. DJ's
2: O Gauge uh, Trains. Yeah. YouTube. So, but awesome. I'll have a Facebook pretty soon, uh, which will be the same name, and you know you'll be able to contact me through there. Awesome. Great, and
0: Matt, where can people find you on social media?
1: You can find me on YouTube under Matt Dash Train Lover Ninety Nine Forty Three. You can also find me on Facebook under the same name.
0: So you can find me on YouTube at, and I actually just changed my name. I actually I put so I so I am West Chicago Model Railroad. Um, I did that on purpose because I didn't want people thinking like you know I'm the actual West Chicago Railroad. <laughs> which, <laughs> I don't believe it ever existed, but you know West Chicago is an actual town in in the sub suburbs here, and uh, uh, there is a Union Pacific rail yard in in West Chicago. Uh, it's where the big boy stopped when it came through here. It went. It stopped at West Chicago. So I thought I'd th- I thought I'd probably put model in there just to kind of make it, you know, so people kind of figure it out a little bit more. But yeah, so I'm at West Chicago Model Railroad on YouTube, and then on Facebook okay. I'm. I'm at the same thing. I'm at West Chicago model railroad on Facebook. Um, So folks, uh, thank you for listening. uh, And want to wish everybody a happy new year. And let's look forward to a a great 2021. I think
1: for sure. Thanks DJ. Again, really appreciate it, man.
2: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.